we have a major update on the Joel Embiid and Philadelphia 76ers situation. As you may have heard, the Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden aren't exactly on great terms right now. And that has a lot of people speculating on when Daryl Morey will trade James Harden to another team. Because when that happens, all eyes will be on Joel Embiid and if he potentially will request out of Philadelphia. But thanks to an NBA insider from ESPN, we now know the status of Joel Embiid and what he feels about what's going on in Philadelphia right now. We're also going to look into the top 20 big men in the NBA heading into next season as Bleacher Report recently ranked them. We're going to break down all of this and so much more today. Let's get started. ESPN recently gave us an update on the Joel Embiid situation in Philadelphia. Now, if you've been following Joel Embiid all offseason, it's been Joel Embiid to the Knicks reports as a common theme throughout this offseason. And what's been significant about it is that a lot of notable NBA league sources have actually added that they've heard the same thing about Joel Embiid if he leaves Philadelphia, potentially headed to the New York Knicks or at least listing them as a top destination. But thanks to an ESPN insider in Ramona Shelburne, we now have an update on how Joel Embiid feels about what's going on in Philadelphia right now. According to Ramona Shelburne, the reigning MVP is satisfied with waiting it out to see how the saga plays out. Shelburne states the following, Thus far, Embiid has given the franchise assurances he is okay riding out the current drama with Harden. How long he gives them to resolve the matter remains to be seen. This was a massive update given to us here by Ramona Shelburne of ESPN because before this, we were all speculating and wondering how Joel Embiid felt about what was going on in Philadelphia right now. We had no idea how he felt about James Harden, that situation, and now we know. He's okay with riding out the drama in Philadelphia. And you know what? I actually believe this. Because do you remember the Ben Simmons situation? I'm not saying it was this bad or as toxic because Ben Simmons didn't come out and say, hey, the president is a liar. He didn't really say that. The difference here is James Harden is extremely loud and out there and open with his hate toward Daryl Morey, calling him a liar. And not only saying that, but also stating that he doesn't want to play for a franchise that has Daryl Morey within the organization. It's also been reported by The Athletic that he might not show up for training camp. So all those things happening, a lot of people were wondering how Joel Embiid feels. What if James Harden doesn't show up for training camp? Is he really going to ride it out, watch what happens, and see if the Sixers can fix this situation? According to Ramona Shelburne, and I actually believe the report, He's going to do that, and I believe he will because what else is he going to do? Right now, the best type of situation for him is just to wait it out and see what the Sixers do with the situation. If they can flip Harden for another star or all-star or potential star, maybe Joel Embiid stays, or if Joel Embiid feels like he's going through another rebuild, maybe that's what's going to push him to make that decision and say, hey, listen, I see where the direction is headed. I don't want to be part of it again. I want to be traded. I think Joel Embiid is legitimately waiting for that because as of right now, it doesn't do him any good to put even more pressure on the Sixers to trade not only James Harden, but him. I think right now he's doing the right thing in terms of what he feels like is best for his current team 
and the Sixers. He doesn't want to double down on the pressure that the franchise is dealing with. And obviously, he's beloved in Philadelphia. So he doesn't really want to leave. So I'm sure he wants to give them a chance and see at least how they can address and solve the situation. Maybe they can resolve it with Harden. I heavily, heavily doubt that Daryl Morey and James Harden are going to fix that situation. So I think it's only a matter of time before James Harden is traded. He might not be traded before the start of the season, but before the trade deadline, he's absolutely being traded. And when that happens, maybe at that point, Joel Embiid, after seeing what they get back for Harden, might request a trade if he doesn't like the trade package that Philadelphia got back. And I know all New York Knicks fans at that time are going to be watching that entire situation in Philadelphia to see how it unfolds. Because if it goes bad, everybody's going to be tweeting and hoping and praying that Leon Rose picks up that phone and starts to pry open those doors and see if he can get Joel Embiid to request a trade to the New York Knicks and only the New York Knicks. Because I believe that's the only way Joel Embiid is a Nick. Because if he doesn't request a trade only to the Knicks, then Daryl Morey will trade him anywhere else, especially not to a division rival. He'll trade him anywhere else, likely to the West, if he was smart, likely to the West, for a huge amount of assets and try that rebuild, or at least start a rebuild in Philadelphia. That's likely the scenario. But if Joel Embiid goes to them and say, you can do that, but I only want to go to the Knicks, and I'm going to make that clear. And if he does that, he's going to have to pay some money because you can't really outright say that anymore with the new CBA. Nonetheless, even if you do do that, it's worth paying that little bit of money, and I'm guaranteeing any money that you pay, I'm sure Leon Rose will give you a signing bonus or some type of dinner with a lot of tip money involved or whatever. But I'm sure any money that you're fined for saying those words outright, you'll be compensated and given that money back probably doubled by somebody in the Knicks management. So you don't have to worry about that. But I think that's really the only way Joel Embiid becomes the Nick. Because if that scenario doesn't happen, I can't see Leon Rose and company doing business with Daryl Morey and company. Because I know the Knicks don't want to overpay in any type of deal. That's been their MO the entire offseason. And if that's the case, and Daryl Morey likes to ask for the moon, those two things don't match. They don't mix. It doesn't work. So something's going to have to give. And that one thing that's going to give is really Joel Embiid. Regardless of what happens in Philadelphia, New York Knicks fans are going to be keeping one eye on the Knicks and another eye on the Sixers heading into next season because everybody wants to see how that situation resolves itself in Philly. And if it goes negative or that opposite way that other fans think it might, then maybe, just maybe, Leon Rose can work some magic and potentially swing a trade for one of the best big men in the league today in Joel Embiid. Speaking of bigs, Bleacher Report recently released their top 20 NBA bigs for next season. Now, the usual suspects are already on this list, as you can imagine. We already have Joel Embiid. We already have Joker. We already have Jaron Jackson Jr. But I think some other names on this list might shock you. Let's take a look. So these are the top 20 Bleacher Report big men for next season. Thanks to Nick's Muse on Twitter for releasing this list from the article that Bleacher Report dropped. So according to the list, we have Joker at one, 
Giannis at two, Embiid at three, AD at four, Cat at five, Siakam six, Bam at seven, Zion Williamson at eight. I don't even know how that's possible. Jaron Jackson Jr. at nine, Sabonis at 10, Evan Mobley at 11, Porzingis at 12, Draymond Green at 13, Aiton at 14, Julius Randle, shout out to Randle at 15, Miles Turner at 16, Rudy Gobert at 17, Wemby at 18, Allen at 19, and closing out this list, at least for top 20, is Aaron Gordon. So those are your top 20 NBA bigs headed into next season. First of all, kudos and shout out to Julius Randle for even making the list. Because a lot of times, no New York Knicks player makes any of these lists. So shout out to Julius Randle for at least being a Knicks player to make the list. Now, let's get to that list. Top five, I'm not too mad at. Joker, Giannis, Embiid, AD. Perfect for me. Cat? I would switch Jaron Jackson Jr. with Cat immediately. But I think the reason Cat is up there is because of the way Cat shoots the three ball. There's not a lot of big men in the league that shoot it as efficiently or just shoot it at all like Cat does. And his touch on that three ball is really, really good. So I can understand why he's up there. But everything else, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. just does so much better. Defensively, he's better. I think in terms of blocks, he's better. Interior in the paint, he's better. The only thing he really can't do as well is three-point shooting. So I think that's something to consider when taking a look at this list. Another thing I wanted to look at, Zion Williamson. How is Zion top eight when he doesn't even play consistent basketball? I get potential generational talent, but I can't see that if you don't play. Him being top eight, is a spit in the face of everybody else who plays consistent basketball. You should be rated on this list if you're playing consistently. For me, Zion should not make any list, especially not this list. You can't just do it based off of talent. You have to do it based off what you've seen. And when have you seen Zion play consistent basketball lately? That's my point in it. I'm not saying he doesn't have the skill set to eventually one day be on this list, but at least let him earn it. Don't just give it to him. That's something I really don't like and I can't stand. I wanted to point out that Joel Embiid is number three on this list. And the reason I'm pointing that out is because I think a lot of Knicks fans don't want to trade for Joel Embiid because of the assets it might cost. Now listen, in terms of players going in and going out, I might be concerned about that because I wouldn't want to trade the farm for Joel Embiid either. However, if it's less players and more picks, I would absolutely be okay with that. Because at the end of the day, if it only is more picks and less players to get a player like Joel Embiid and his caliber, MVP level, not only that, one of the top three big men in the league, not only that, what do we need the most right now in terms of the Knicks and their roster? I would say you could make the argument it's a dominant five, somebody who can give you defense and offense. Joel Embiid definitely gives you offense elite offense mind you and defensively Joel Embiid is very good as well there are certain players that when they become available you have to look at and you have to consider each and every trade even the trades that look outlandish and one of those players 
are Joel Embiid. And I think the New York Knicks would review each and every trade offer that was possible to get Joel Embiid on the New York Knicks, no matter how outlandish or crazy half of them sounded. But let me say this. This list by Bleacher Report, I agree with some of it, but a lot of it I don't agree with, especially because I feel like some players on this list were given the position but didn't play for that position on the list. Like number eight on this list in Zion, who has all the potential one day to get there, but I don't think has definitely gotten there today as of now, given the player that he is. Shout out to Julius Randle for even making the list again, because a lot of times, especially with Bleacher Report list, Nick players often are either left off or fall completely to the bottom. At least in this case, I do agree with Randle and his position on the list in terms of being 15. Maybe you can make the argument he could be a couple of spots higher, but I like the position that he was in, and I don't have a problem with that. But overall, the list does have some holes that I think does need to be addressed. So hopefully Bleacher Report can get on that and fix the list a little bit more and make it so that it's more for players that earn the position versus that are just given the position. Because I think that's important when you're talking about players in the NBA. Availability is very important not only for your own status and legacy in the league, but also for your team. If you like this video, go ahead and leave a comment below, smash that like button, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.